Well, in the last few moments, the Health Secretary, Matt Hancock, has resigned. I'm joined now by Paul McNamara. Paul, what's the latest? Have you ever seen the sunshine? No, not pork. Sunshine. I didn't say pork. I know you've seen pork. Is that sunshine? Hi, my name's Pete. This is Social Dessert. Oh, you didn't expect that, did you? No, you didn't expect that before the bloody intro, even. Yeah. Well, this is such a show we have for you. 229, and we don't just give you one uh, national UAP uh, report, but we give you two. Yeah. I'm going to be reporting on the French report, came out a couple of days ago, and I'm going to be reporting on the US report, the UAP report. That came out yesterday. I think it was yesterday, was it? Yeah, it was yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah. And we're also going to be looking at oh, Hattie Mancock resigning. The man that puts the word cock into his name. Mancock. And also, we're going to be talking about the uh, Delta Plus variant. Have you heard about the Delta Plus? It's even worse than Delta and we're going to be looking at the cases and all of that. But first of all, Hattie Mancock. Hattie Mancock, Hattie Mancock, Hattie Mancock is out of his job and out of his marriage. Hattie Mancock. So this woman that he's been having an affair with, they've been mates since bloody Oxford days. He's 42, isn't he? Yeah, he keeps going on about how he's 42. And he's 42. So that means that um, 20 years, whoa, has it been going on for 20 years? That'd be good, wouldn't it? Um, he's been married for 15. So he's left his marriage, left his wife. Fuck you, I'm with her now. The fucking son has told the world that I'm with her now. And there looks to be probably an investigation into how this uh, person that he's been having the affair with got her cushy number, non-executive director at the NHS. Unbelievable. At the Department of Health. Unbelievable. <laughs> what the hell is going on? I mean, you know, it is Boris Johnson's government, so you don't expect anything other than, you know, jobs for your mates and if you're fucking them, and that's even better, you know? <laughs> so, you know, it's the, there is obviously a kind of component of personal tragedy for his children and for his wife. And, whew, I mean, just the fucking worst. You know, what a fucking piece of shit. And um, I'm not going to play him. He's been, you know, talking about, oh, I had to resign because I broke the rules. What about fucking yesterday? The only reason he's resigning is because people were bombarded by... Uh, MPs were bombarded by an absolute furious um, electorate saying, get this man out of his fucking job. And it was so much that, you know, just to, uh, earlier today, the um, number 10 was saying, oh, no, it's fine. Like, it's all dealt with. Like, yesterday, uh, when the story broke Thursday night, right, the son had... Th this guy has hated so much that somebody pulled the bloody security footage from the... Um, CCTV out of his like um, from his office the corridor from his fucking office unbelievable and you know grab that brilliant give it to the papers 
Sun ran with it and um, pressure's on Friday. Big pressure. He has to apologise, which isn't a given. No, you know, this fucking government. Do you know what I mean? Jesus Christ. People have got away with a lot worse with the old Johnson in charge, you know? Him being one of them got away with a lot worse than having an affair. Um, but, of course, they broke in uh, kissing and fucking groping each other. They were uh, not observing two metres distance. So this idea that, you know, again, it's one rule for them and another one for them. And, you know, if we have to fucking not kiss each other, then why the fuck is he kissing each other? And that kind of thing. And so this sense that, you know, he should have been following the rules that he himself had been telling us to follow all this time. A massive outcry, essentially. And the tour, the papers, all of the papers just fucking loving it. Do you know what I mean? The star are particularly good at taking the piss out of this government. <laughs> That's been quite nice working for the star in one way. I mean, you know, no kind of journalistic responsibility. Just It's basically just like a fucking comic, isn't it? You know? But also the kind of comic that you don't... The kind of tabloid that you don't really feel has any kind of nobody really takes it seriously you know what I mean fucking sun readers are so fucking stupid they believe half of that bullshit you know hence Brexit anyway uh, so you know the papers have a field day and I don't entirely know why he decided to uh, you know fucking throw it in who knows but he did and uh, you know fuck him hope we never fucking hear from that prick again but to sum up this little bit, here's Jonathan Ashworth putting the boot in to Hancock, Mancock, and Sausage Johnson. It's not just the last 24 hours which call into question Matt Hancock's abilities as the health secretary. He, over these last 15 months, he failed to protect our care homes. He sent our NHS staff to the front line in the face of a ferocious, deadly virus without the PPE that they needed. Contact tracing has been a shambles. People still aren't paid money to isolate. And we've got the virus getting out of control again because of the Delta variant, which came to our shores because of failures to put to secure our borders. So, so there's been a litany of errors, 15 months of missteps from Mr. Hancock. But really, this is about Boris Johnson tonight. And why did he not take action when it was so obvious that he needed to? Oh, I can't keep it in. I've gotta let it out. I've gotta show the world. World's gotta see, see all the love, love that's in me. I said, why walk alone? Why worry when it's warm over here? You've got so much to say. Say what you mean. Mean what you think and think anything. Oh, why? Why must you waste your life away? Capacities, you know, to telepath messages through the vast unknown. Please close your eyes and concentrate with every thought you think upon the recitation we're about to say.
occupants of interplanetary craft Calling occupants of interplanetary most extraordinary craft seven days covid cases have uh, risen by over 50 percent 54 percent today was the highest since the start of february 18,270 uh, confirmed cases of people testing positive with covid19 deaths are up 60 percent in the last seven days 60 percent up 45 deaths from uh, you know, the last seven days. Unbelievable. Patients uh, admitted to hospital are up 10% as well. So it's all going up and up and up and up and up. And the, you know, Delta variant is, uh, you know, kind of everywhere. It is the main, um, it is it is the, the, um, the variant now, you know. There is no other variant in town apart from the fucking the Delta Plus. Have you heard of the Delta Plus? The Delta Plus is even better at attacking your lungs than Delta. It affixes onto your lungs more efficiently. So that sounds, you know, like you want to avoid the fucking thing. And, you know, of course, vaccinations are creeping up, but really just like... You know, not much. We're only at 61% um, of second doses. So it's just like going up a little bit, you know, every every week. Week goes, week and week goes by, week and week goes by. And it's just kind of creeping up. So there needs to be a massive, you know, step change in getting those second doses into people. And that hasn't started yet. It hasn't started at all, you know. I mean, it's continuing, obviously, but it hasn't kind of grown. So we need to fucking boost that, motherfucker. And it's not looking pretty, basically. It's not looking pretty out there. Because we do know that although it does offer you protection, if you've had two jabs, there are still people that are going to die from the fucking thing. And so if you're vulnerable, like, you know, clinically vulnerable like I am, then you do need to kind of think through every decision you make in terms of when to put your mask on, when to take the mask off. Over 230,000 children have been off school um, recently because of COVID-19. And, you know, you kind of think, well, it is in the schools. Whole schools have closed because of COVID-19 just in the last uh, couple of uh, weeks. And, you know, they're not saying put masks back on to the children's faces in secondary schools. Of course, I think they should do that. So we do have to, you know, regardless of whether you've been jabbed or not, frankly, 
you do still have to be walking between the raindrops, unfortunately. And you do need to, you know, take care of yourself. Don't let any bastard breathe on you. Episode 229. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend if it is the weekend. We're going to think of the chimpanzee. One, two, three. Walk between the raindrops. And after this music, we are going to look at the UAP report in Paranormal Blip. We're also going to be looking at the French UAP report that came out a couple of days ago. Uh, massively underreported, obviously, but you, know, you get the fucking scoop here, don't you? Of course you do. And they talk about the fucking UK's um, investigations into UAP as well, which, like, you know, you don't get anything out of the UK government. So we're going to look at that after this fucking music. Alright, come on then. See you later. What do I say then? It's bloody time. Takes ages this bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Right, see you later. <laughs>
probably remain unidentified due to limited data or challenges to collection, processing or analysis, we may require additional scientific knowledge to successfully collect on, analyse and characterise some of them. We would group such objects in this category pending scientific advances. So let's just pause there and look back on what they're saying. We may require additional scientific knowledge to successfully um, characterize, analyze or collect on some of them. We would group such objects in this category pending scientific advances that allow us to uh, better understand them. So they don't have the science at the moment to understand what these things are. And so that brings into play how put-offs work for ATIP, where he commissioned 38 um, scientific papers on a whole range of different, um, you know, esoteric um, uh, ideas and, and hypotheses, including things like gravitational propulsion, warp drive, various um, time-space uh, bending and, you know, way out crazy stuff but how put off was uh, the physicist in charge of uh, gathering together evidence and well kind of theories essentially kind of um, theories in physics trying to push physics into trying to come up with some kind of answer for what it is that we're seeing and which is still unidentified so that's absolutely incredible that page six now, the long and the short of it is that this is a call for more data and a kind of streamlined way of collecting data and uh, kind of doing away with the stigma. It talks about the socio-cultural stigmas um, remain obstacles to collecting data on UAP. And so this is, you know, saying to the US government, the people that work in the government, You've got to stop taking the piss out of people that come forward and say, you know, I've seen a UFO. Because the fear of being, you know, the piss taken out of them is stopping people from saying it, you know. Um, also an interesting point in here. In 18 incidents, observers reported unusual UAP movement patterns or flight characteristics. So we're talking about... Um, a handful of UAP appear to demonstrate advanced technology. And so they're looking for money and they're looking for um, kind of scientific research. And George Knapp, Lou Elizondo and Jeremy Corbell all call for the same thing, which is essentially a kind of, um, you know, a, a, a coming together of scientists, of academics, of, uh, you know, people in military people in the government to try to get their heads around what is going on um, not just you know in the United States but obviously this report is in the United States so here's these guys 
talking about that. Uh, this is the long-awaited report here compiled by the UAP task force as directed by Congress, released to the public late on a Friday afternoon, and it consisted of a whopping nine pages. Two of those pages are indexes, and one is a cover page, so there wasn't much there there. But anyone who's been paying attention would have known this report was never going to be a tell-all expose, an admission that space aliens are among us, that the Roswell crash happened, or that spaceships have been stashed out near Area 51. The reality is there were two reports. One was a longer classified version given only to Congress containing sensitive materials that the public may never see and then the shorter less definitive summary for the public right here. The report acknowledges the obvious. There could be many explanations for the cases examined by the military. The report included 144 total cases, 80 of those detected on multiple sensors. There were 11 incidents where American warplanes had near mid-air collisions with the unknown objects. There were 18 cases where the objects exhibited unusual flight characteristics. For the most report, there makes the case that we really do not know how to categorize these objects, that we lack information, and mostly that we lack the ability to ever figure them out, that what we need are better sensors, a free exchange of information, and less stigma for service members to report these things. George, in your experience in this field, how big of a step toward disclosure is this report? It's not really disclosure, it's one step toward disclosure. What it is is sort of a form of confirmation that we actually have a legitimate mystery in here. This report essentially makes the case that we need a permanent ongoing study and if we're ever going to figure this out we've got to assign it to someone, establish a framework for that, make it easier for our military members to report it and then provide some money to dig into it and figure it out. Well, this is certainly a historic moment for us, for our country, and I think uh, for our military and our intelligence community. The, the government has formally and officially come out and informed Congress that these things are, A, they're real, and two, that they're not ours, uh, and that they seem to be performing, at least some of them, as you say, in remarkable ways. And I, I'll, I'll tell you something else that I find very interesting. You mentioned it, out of the 144 cases, we only only were able to solve one, but there's there's two subnotes to that. And the first one is when you look at this report very carefully, you'll notice that really the reporting only began in around uh, the March 2019 time era when when the Navy established its reporting requirements, and then later on in November 2020, maybe about eight months ago, with the Air Force. So we have 144 reports really concentrating in just the last year and a half involving only military equities. This is something that could involve outer space, inner space, or frankly, the space in between. And that's why we've always said, let's keep all options on the table. The more we learn about quantum physics and, and this remarkable universe we live in, the more we realize that our, that our current understanding of the construct of the cosmos uh, is, is constantly changing. It's constantly evolving with, with new information, new knowledge that we get. Um, in the report, they stipulate that we need a lot more effort going into this. This needs to really be, as, as we've been saying, a whole-of-government approach, not just the military, not just the intelligence community, but as we see here, F FAA, perhaps NASA, Department of Homeland Security. We could even go into, the, for, for example, the academic and scientific communities like the National Science Foundation and maybe establish something that looks something like a, like a federal lab construct where we can really get the best and brightest to really look at this, this incredible enigma we're now facing.
When I've had my private communications with some of my former colleagues and some people that are that are still in Washington D.C., uh, the conversation that these being non non-human vehicles and controlled vehicles, but still intelligently controlled by something or someone, is certainly not off the table. Uh, the, these are conversations that are absolutely occurring. Uh, but but again, because as the report stipulates, because of stigma and taboo, um, no one's having this conversation really publicly yet. In fact, if you read, I think it's probably towards the end of the report. They say that our airmen still don't even want to have this conversation with colleagues because they fear fear retribution, and 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 that's that's part of the problem having this conversation. We're bearing witness right now to a massive failure in intelligence, but it's an acknowledged failure in intelligence. So that's what's so interesting. Right now is the time to initiate a broad spectrum, yeah. multidisciplinary study, a project comparable, I'd say, in scale and scope to the U.S. Manhattan Project, the Atomic Project in 1939. This is the time that we should be doing that. So all what you said, what they reported, we all know it's nonsense. They have censored data. I have released, obtained and released better data than you saw in that report, which is no problem because we're going to move forward. Now it's acknowledged UFOs are real and we need to study them. Who is operating these? We, we don't know. How, what can outpace, outmaneuver, and outperform our greatest warplanes? It is embarrassing. So this yeah. is the moment now where we should take this seriously. We will take it seriously. And the end of the report, they're saying we should be studying this. So it's amazing that they're singing from the same song sheet too. And uh, so a couple of things to point out. Number one, we've got a three-strand approach here from... Uh, the Pentagon. Number one is the uh, the public approach, where every word is, you know, weighed up, every sentence is argued about, and what's going to go in the report. Nine pages, public, unclassified executive summary, that will be poured over and debated uh, over for years and years. Okay. Then you've got the the kind of Senate uh, level clearance. So the, the classified report that the Senate got a couple of um, couple of days ago, yeah, or yesterday, and or probably a couple of days ago actually, and so they've been briefed on this and they've got it in their hands and this will include classified material, and it goes on for about seventy pages or something like that, and then you've got the real juicy stuff that they're not giving much information about that to anyone who doesn't have high-level clearance and people do have clearance and people have been hinting about what it in what their information includes it includes better materials we know about that there's nothing about that in the report it includes stuff to do with how they can turn on UAPs can turn on and off um, nuclear weapons there's nothing about that in the report although Harry Reid has confirmed that that does happen yeah and so it also includes a whole bunch of other stuff that we've got kind of hints and tips and leaks and stuff about lots of other stuff that isn't included in the report and obviously the report only goes back to 2004 the Nimitz encounter the famous tic-tac encounter and of course we know that the US government have been looking into this you know, since Roswell at least, you know, in 47, yeah, probably before Roswell. So, and they've never stopped looking into it. Whether they say they've stopped or not, obviously they've never stopped. And that 
is the interesting thing because even presidents don't have access to that like necessarily last president that had access i found out this week was george hw bush because he was the head of the cia so he knew the guys he probably had access was when he was head of the cia he had access as president every president since then has not had access and so you think okay so there's a kind of ongoing public um, campaign now from now on hopefully where we'll get a little bit of a report you know here and there what's it going to say maybe it will kind of slowly creep towards something over the next 10 years or so but there's a couple of things to bear in mind number one technology is getting cheaper and cheaper all the time and so soon you're going to be able to get infrared cameras um, off the shelf and if you then start looking through them and start seeing UAPs then people are going to start asking questions. Number two in the next 10 years probably sooner than that um, the public very rich public like billionaires and Leonardo DiCaprio are going to go into space and if this is happening in space then people are going to see it you know and people are then going to ask questions as well. So there's the, so there's some of the kind of reasons that are out there as to why this is happening now. Um, now, the French report. French report came out a couple of days ago. It's Sigma. I think it's a yearly report. Might be more than one year, um, once a year, but it's at least yearly, I think. And um, it's amazing. It's like, you know, 377 pages. It talks about the British MOD um, UFO office. It talks about how the MOD have been looking at it for 20 years, how they're looking at the psychological effects of UAPs, how they don't think it's a threat. And of course, the Britain, Britain has got a UAP desk, like obviously. Do you know what I mean? Like Italy has, Argentina has, Brazil has, Mexico has, like everywhere has. Obviously, like we kind of know this, you know? Nobody's saying it, but you, it's obvious that everyone has got a UFO desk. So, uh, really interesting stuff. The French report is also linked in the episode description. So, an incredible week. And we've got uh, more info from, um, what's his name, uh, Jeremy Corbell. He's dropping something on Tuesday this week. So, that should be exciting. And Tuesday's a big week as well, because to my favourite people in this area are starting a channel looking into um, European cases and there's a, a British guy from the north and this guy from um, the Netherlands who are kind of teaming up to do that so you know European cases need to be kind of bigged up quite a bit actually so I'm looking forward to that and also I'm talking to a friend who uh, is giving me a lot of information in this in this um, space, as it were, in this space <laughs> on Tuesday as well. So I'm looking forward to that as well. So Tuesday is a big day. Tuesday's UFO day for me. Yeah. Anyway, see you later.